has someone has someone worked Quint quotes into the Doom soundtrack? Because that feels like a missed opportunity. To me. That does feel like a missed opportunity. You know what else feels like a missed opportunity? What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixel. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to actually surprise you. What sure, good, good, good. I'm always. I'm. I'm waiting for it at all times. That's the thing. <laughs> You're gonna have to like. We're gonna have to like do because we're gonna have to do one of those things where you and I are just sitting here, shooting the shit and just. How was your week? It's good. How was yours? And and like if you if you like look over it, I'm just kind of like hand facing my hand, kind of like looking off camera. That's your moment. That's, like, that's my cue. That's when I'm gonna that. do it. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, Phil, what isn't like that? Like, what's that? Hey, everybody! It's like, yo, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you got me. Oh, we are back with William C. Dietz's Halo: The Flood. Flood. This this guy right here. And monster. I, I I played through. I, f- I finished Halo One recently. Played through yeah. it. Um, Is that and, your first uh, time through Halo One? First time completing it. Yeah. Okay. I I had played it. I would say a dozen or so times years ago. Just like starting it, never really sticking with it. But mm-hmm. uh, this time I actually beat it. And uh, I gotta say, this is the scariest that the flood will ever look. Because yeah. in the game, they just like little balloon men that are just going. <laughs> they're not scary. They're just, but they're satisfying. You know, they're satisfying. Like they pop. Them. They're basically, they're basically the enemy equivalent of popping bubble wrap. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> and your thumb's the shotgun. Just and your thumb is a shotgun. <laughs> no, but you're right. They, they, they no matter. No matter how much they remaster it, you can't really make the flood all that terrifying. And in, in no, because uh, and I was switching back and forth because I was playing the anniversary edition because I have yeah. the Master Chief collection, and I was switching back and forth between like, all right, so what did the graphics used to look like um, yeah. back in the day versus the remastered version? And like, it, you know, it, back in was two thousand one or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the flood just looked like yellow balloons, yeah. and in the remastered uh anniversary version they look like um like a forest green balloon <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but balloons nonetheless but balloons nonetheless yeah the yeah. the one thing I'll I'll give the remastered version is that the combat forms look creepier like in the original version they just looked like people with um yeah. You know, the stuff that you spray into walls. Um, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Insulation. The insulation. The, but the, like the insulation that you spray on and then it starts inflating. Sure. Um, they looked like people that had gotten accidentally gotten that sprayed all over them. Yeah. In the original version. Like they got insulation bombed or something yeah. like that. The the people in the anniversary version, they there is some actual interesting gore and viscera to be yeah. seen on the model. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, it was more in line with how they're described in in this book. Yes. Um, and, and obviously that uh, what that tells me is that was always the intent, obviously. But 2001, they were a little even even a triple triple A game uh, in 2001 still had its limitations. Still had to only hint could only yeah. hint at the gore and viscera of uh, of uh, of a infection by the flood yeah um, a sentient infection for all intents yeah. and purposes it definitely doesn't look like 
that. Definitely doesn't look like that. No, the no. little tentacles, the tentacles are are so tiny in the game. Yeah. They're definitely not this size. No. Um now if the flood was like this, this would be terrifying. It was just like a a, a like oh, yeah. a literal flood of tentacles coming at you. Oh yeah. Sentient tentacles. There are plenty of games that did that. Yeah, I mean, but enough about your hentai collection. Hey, enough hey. about for the last time. We're making a separate podcast for that soft topic. We <laughs> <laughs> call, call it hentai lit. For now, it's not a very good, uh, not a very good name. But uh, hentai-in. Hentai-in. Hey, uh-huh. I'm talking hentai. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you hear about the the Tifa thing happening in the Italian Senate? No, what? There was a, there was a a a, a porn of of Tifa from Final Fantasy VII Remake. They, okay. Somebody made a porn using the the character model. Yeah. Uh, 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 as you do. I mean, as I, you do. Yeah. Uh, rule thirty four on the internet. Absolutely. It exists. It's out there. And it accidentally during a presentation in the Italian Senate. This this video started playing of Tifa. <laughs> oh God! Was it an accident? I have to assume. It was I don't accident. know. I haven't looked into it that far, but the, since then, there's been all these memes with like Tifa wearing like Italian flag shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as she gosh. should, as as you as you should, and as as you do. As you do, yeah. No, I won't. I won't fully accept uh, our own, uh, you know, fame until there's Rule Thirty Four uh, stuff about pixel lit. Sure. Uh, and I just, I, I just love you as a friend. But yeah. I, but but that's that has to exist for us right. to know expect, that we've made it with a capital. I M. expect the slash fiction eventually. Absolutely. Come on. I'm. I'm and, already and if there ever my... is one, we'll cover it on the show. We'll cover it on the show. It'll be an episode. We'll uh, we'll review it. We'll push through right through the awkwardness and yeah. and um, like really just, engage with the material. This is yeah, exactly. Just really go into the hypotheticals, the meta, the backstory. All yep, that. yep. Character motivations. Absolutely. Um, who but speak is but <laughs> speaking of slash fiction, um, <laughs> we left off in chapter nine. <laughs> chapter nine. Okay, so. We've got Master Chief and the Marines. They are fighting the flood outside of the ruins. We're finally uh, out of out of the, the 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 origin point of these things. Yeah, and uh, they have been fully released. They end up fighting. We get introduced to one of the more famous uh, monster versions of the flood, the Explodey type. Which the Explodey type. Yeah, if you've played a PVE game. With zombies or anything else, really. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's the exploding type. Yeah, uh, yeah. Left 4 yeah. Dead has the was it the boomer? I want to say yeah, is yeah, what it's called yeah. in Left 4 Dead. Um, and uh, we had we we faced off against some of those last week with Fire Team. Uh, the one we played Fire Team uh, Aliens Fire Team on uh, on on Twitch. We, yes. we there's there's exploding aliens. They're exploding <laughs> aliens. Which seems like that seems like a lot of work to create. And like, what would that have come from? Like, would a would a face hugger attach itself to TNT or something like right. that? <laughs> it's like, all right, let's get the 40K lore out of the way. Uh, <laughs> t- 
Tyranids, which were my favorite army, which are heavily based on xenomorphs, they do this whole thing where like they consume biomass and then they they build new babies that are like custom made to the threat that they're dealing with. Xenomorphs don't have that in their lore. So a xenomorph built to explode is just like they like they they a face hugger on a really, really, really fat guy. Like that's the only thing I can think. It's like just full of methane. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, it's, I don't, it's a weird choice. It is a weird choice. A cow, so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Face hug a cow. Cow's got a cow. lot of methane. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. I could see that. And then another face hugger, you know, does a book of matches. And they come together. <laughs> they come together. They come like together. Like Keymaster and Gatekeeper. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we all know Sigourney Weaver's The Book of Matches. Yeah. <laughs> She's hot, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. She's hot. It's, it's, it all works. It all. It's, it's anyway. It, our metaphor is sound. Just our metaphor is sound. Yeah. Uh, citation. Trust me, bro. Trust um, me. Yeah. So basically, Fohammer tells them they got to get up. They got to get up uh, because she does not have anywhere to land in the swamp. So they got to get on top of a tower that mm. um, they see. And by the time <laughs> Master Chief and his cadre of Marines get to the tower, it's only Master Chief. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> They all die on the way to the tower. <laughs> like it's pretty much him by himself, and and like and 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 a bunch of sentinels show up to start, yeah. burning up the flood. Yeah, like so these they, robots, basically these robots that we're going to learn more about later. For those of you who haven't played right the first Halo game, so they so they get into the uh, chief. Basically, gets into this tower, and um, he meets probably one of the most annoying characters in halo lore i mean i think he's supposed to be funny but i do not enjoy literally any second of him no uh, 343 guilty spark name, uh also way. known as the monitor also known in halo 2 the covenant calls him the oracle mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of very lofty names to a lot of lofty nicknames for for really basically guy yeah yeah, he's he's basically if C3PO was a little bit sassier. Right. If C3PO <laughs> was Elon Musk. Yeah. Then and, we'd have 343 guilty spark. And then just a just a, he's more or less a, a floating eyeball of yeah. of like cameras. Um so yeah, guilty spark basically says, "Oh, you you the flood, the flood's out. No, oh, we got to do something about it. Uh you're the you're the reclaimer." So you're going to go help me do deal this. Yeah. And Keeps calling him the reclaimer. Yeah. And basically uh, teleports Master Chief and Fohammer starts flipping out because Master Chief is is vanished now. Yeah. She does not have a signal. And meanwhile, back oh, yeah. to Alpha Base. Yeah. Where, where the legend of McKay's badassery has spread. Like it's it's actually a really effective scene because. McKay is like marching through Alpha Base and all of the Marines around her, basically anyone who has a spare pair of arms is digging graves. Yeah. And uh, for the Covenant, for the dead Marines, for everybody, just to bury everybody. And uh, every time she walks past a different group of Marines, they whisper about what a badass she is. Yeah. And uh, because of her able to, you know, think fast and fight back in the last battle. But uh, 
but she is not doing okay. No, she's not sleeping. <laughs> she's not all right. Uh, she's, she's not all right. Still pretty haunted by the whole thing. The and and we, I I feel like we get the first like hint at Silva being kind of a piece of shit. A little the, bit, like yeah. He was already kind of a piece of shit. But McKay, so there's a moment here where McKay has literally been up all night trying mm-hmm. to fix the base, and Silva's like. Well, somebody's got to run the base at 7.30 in the morning, and it's not going to be me. Right. right. <laughs> Good news. Good news. Found so like, job, basically, bitch. McKay has to just go and sleep for two hours yeah. and then wake up and be base commander while Silva gets, gets a full eight. <laughs> right. Pretty much. So, and, and, we're, and uh, McKay, on top of that, to deal with everything else, McKay is getting uh, basically reports that the attack on alpha base was in search of master chief. And yeah. so basically for the first time, because Silva, we know already didn't really care for master chief. He did not care of, for it. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't get a lot of sass from McKay though, but this is the first time that McKay starts to see uh master chief as a liability instead right. of uh, help because she's, you know, all these people wouldn't have died on her watch if they weren't looking, if the, the enemy wasn't looking for master chief. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then we jump back to Master Chief, who is uh, de-teleporting. Right. <laughs> they, they do an interesting little bit there where it's like literally describing like him being put back together piece by piece and how like nauseous, nauseous that makes him and everything like that. It's yeah. Kind of nice, nice. Yeah. I, I think it would have been a nice touch if if Master Chief actually threw up. Um, But he's too perfect to he is, throw up. I mean, he is. come on. He is. Now, he sees he sees a guilty spark, and the first thing he does is just unload a clip on him. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, John! Like <laughs> maybe 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 Cortana was right to call you. <laughs> maybe maybe because the first thing he does is like, and the bullets are just pinging off of him harmlessly. <laughs> and so yeah, we get this is the this is the the part of the chapter where we get a. Um, a, a bit of a more lowdown on the flood. Uh, Guilty Spark seems happy that the flood is alive. Yeah. Um, his job is basically to contain and monitor the flood. And he's kind of impressed that the flood is still has survived as long yeah, as Yeah, he's like, oh, they went into hibernation. That's kind of neat. Yeah. When their food disappeared, they just they just fell asleep. Yeah. And and it's been and and Guilty Spark has been doing this, by the way, for over a hundred thousand years. Uh, we find out, which might explain why he's basically insane. He's just laughing to himself. He giggles. Several times throughout the next couple chapters, he just says, I am very smart to himself. I'm, very smart. I'm a genius. I'm very smart. Like I said, I'm a genius. It's, it's Elon Musk and C-3PO. Like, Elon Musk, C-3PO, and you have 343 Guilty Spark. I'm so smart. I mean, and, and I think the dead giveaway was later on when Guilty Spark announces that he's going to be guest starring on Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah. I think that was the real, like, we know what you're doing, Deets. Yeah. With yeah. His he's, character. He's he's going on Rogan. Um, he's yeah. going to talk about he's he's going to talk about viruses. Exactly. Um, and and horse paste, uh, horse paste and, exactly. and how you should use that. Yeah. Which is where the explodey. Aliens come from. That's where the exploding aliens come from. Horse the, the exploding aliens come from Joe Rogan's poop. 
Well, yes. I mean, there's a Joe Rogan poop to exploding alien pipeline. It is. It is literally a pipeline. It is literally a pipeline. Yeah. Into a pipe. Like, into a pipe. Out of a pipe. Out of a pipe. Um, I really, I, I don't feel good about that joke. Uh, I, I, I don't either. But we've got Kevin. We're here. We've just we're here, and we just have to live with the facts. We just have to do this. We have to push through. That's that's canon now. That's it's canon now. It's part of the story. It's part of the the highs and lows. The highs and lows. Of this show. Uh, so I, the one of the things that I that I found interesting is that is for containing the flood um guilty spark mentions to uh master chief like oh well for something like doing a containment job on the flood you should have a uh, class 12 combat skin and like yours yours registers as a class two um which is unsuited for this kind of work right (laughs) and master chief is like Wait, what? There's something six times more powerful than my right. armor. It just kind of leaves it at that. Yeah, it just leaves it at that. But it's basically like a hint that, you know, the forerunners had some uh, had some pretty intense uh, gear. I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly what that is meant to show is just how badass these guys were 100,000 years ago. Some very Atlantis kind of style uh, lore building there. Right. Exactly. Um, there is, and I'll be honest, this is where I feel like the book starts to come off the rails a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I know what you're getting at here. Yeah. Because what follows in the Master Chief segments is literally just almost a beat for beat retelling of the levels like the library like there is there is so much stuff about him wait like literally in the game where anytime you had to wait for guilty spark to open a door that is i think almost every time is reflected in this in the sequence of events yeah and it's like he had to stop and he had to fight some flood and then the door opened and he continued and this is one of those scenes where i think the artistic license and we always talk about how um you don't know how much leeway the author was given to deviate right i think there there i think this is one of those scenes where it's like yeah it doesn't have to be because i found there's two there's a couple levels that i found particularly tedious in the first first halo one was uh the the control room uh level which is it basically it's like the uh you're going from the through the valley to the valley to the valley and then da 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 um i didn't i didn't find that one and then you do go through in reverse by the way at the end of the oh, game oh yeah oh yeah you totally re- redo those you steps. go all the way back through that the those levels again um and the library i was so bored by the library because it was the same thing over and over again you're down a hallway if you, you you had to, to stop the flood attack you yep. and then seeing it in print in this in in these sections was mind-numbing it is it is mind-numbing yeah i i totally agree and this isn't the only time this happens no uh, it, it happens a couple of times where and <laughs> this is the this is the this is the thing that halo the flood has most in common with Worlds of Power Mega Man 2. Yes, I was going to say. 
it is it is frustrating to see and and you can kind of see the author kind of running out of ideas at certain points like we we i think it was the last episode we we kind of complimented deets for being able to at yeah. least vary up some of the combat and try yeah, some of uh, things yeah there was a, a couple scenes with master chief in the last episode where we talked about it where it was like oh he changed the scene up a little bit like right. there's some goofy shit that happens like right but i think um, he's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here i think he's seeing this book is almost over um yeah. let's get through this and it becomes a bit of a slog and this is the very beginning of it because yeah, uh, Master Chief is attacked by the flood, and they've got to make their way towards the so-called Index, and uh, they're just and and it's going to be a lot of move into this room, open a door, attacked by the flood, move in the next room, open a door, attacked by more flood, and sometimes we're being assisted by Sentinel bots, uh, sometimes we're not. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it, it. We're going to deal with that a lot here. And, it, the, and it's just kind of it's it's, it's a little dull. rough. There is one good moment where um, where Master Chief finds the body of a Marine of a random Marine mm-hmm. that it like at the midway point through the library. Uh, S- Staff Sergeant Marvin Mabuto, um, who basically got as far as chief is now yeah without the assistance of any of being a spartan or the armor or anything like that and and it was a nice moment because you know he takes the dog tags and he says i didn't know you sarge but i sure as hell wish i had you must have been one hard ass son of a bitch Mm -hmm. it wasn't much as eulogies goes but he hoped that uh, sergeant marvin mobuto uh been there to hear it he would have proved it was a nice little moment yeah. It kind of broke up the entire thing, but at the same time, it was like, I think it needed more moments like that. Um, yeah. To- well, I, I totally agree because Deets, the stuff that does work throughout this continues to be the fully original stuff. Yeah. Uh, that interjects it, but it all, but it also means that we don't need, we don't need three uh, identical moments of the Master Chief fighting more flood opening a door running through fighting more flood yeah. opening a door we don't we we i know you do that in the game but in the game you're doing it and even in the game it got dull <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even when you're actually doing the shooting there is a part of you that was like okay guys can we move on please this is the yeah. same goddamn thing Hell, this this level go just keeps going doesn't it so um, why not consolidate it why not just have one moment like that and and cut the book down by ten pages. You know, it it is very padded at this point because of that, and yeah. it, it it stinks because Dietz has actually done a pretty decent job up until now. Yeah, exactly. Um, we jump over to McKay, who has decided to set a trap for the Covenant. Yes. Um, by using uh basically the the burned out uh pelican that that they that uh the Covenant had stolen. And faking a crash site with a phony distress call, yeah. Um, basically, uh, bodies and they strewn about bodies of uh, fellow Marines that had been killed on the first attack, and they're basically just trying to see if they can draw the Covenant out to investigate the crash site. Yeah, and and it, and it looking like it's going to work great. Um, and 
we get a little we got a little description right before we got here where uh basically there is a grate underneath the alpha uh alpha base that is the only thing separating them from the flood essentially yeah. like a t- and and uh I don't know if this is connected to that we deal with it again later but as the trap basically closes the covenant do indeed show up and start checking out this downed pelican and everything like that and as soon as that happens the flood and in fl- flood infected marines and covenant start making their way up and attacking both sides yep yeah so it's basically for a moment the covenant and the marines are working together basically, for like yeah. a brief second firing it's- on the flood to try to like no 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 this is our fight you don't get to join back off man <laughs> It's 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 their Noel moment, you know, yeah. like World War One, no man's land. Exactly. Pl- have a snowball fight and take care of the flood. And then we're going to get back. to. We're going to get back to it. Yeah. Um, and this is just a, a total aside. It seems like had if if Halo was not intended to be like a franchise. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why. Uh, a, a multi-part franchise some sometimes it's great because you want to tell a long story sometimes though you burn what could be a really good moment of resolution um because the flood is like this existential threat yeah that had it been played out differently could have been used to grant the covenant and the marines some understanding and empathy of each other Right. You know, it, it could have been it could have been played out like that. Um, but it's it's there are moments in Halo 2 and obviously the game, the games continue and the lines get blurred between like there's covenant covenants that are uh, uh, races that are not to- totally happy with the arrangement, and all that stuff. But it feels like that could have been a bigger thing in this story. This moment yeah. of of the Covenant and Marines fighting together against the flood, especially um, because of how many liberties the author took with giving us the point of view of Covenant and even giving us sympathetic Covenant characters. Exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you because that's how I was thinking of it, too. The flood is the Earth killer. Yeah, Flood is not. That's um, everything. It'll right. take, take everything. Right. It, it's it's climate change. It's it's a plague. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, it's an existential threat. It doesn't give a shit who you are, what side you're on. It just wants to eat. It just wants to devour. Right. And yeah. And there's a brief moment we're going to get to later where uh, Master Chief actually he happens to catch uh, a glimpse of Covenant warriors fighting the flood in what is clearly a last stand that they're doomed. And he and actually says he felt a kinship with them. Right. Uh, now, he doesn't help them. No. Uh, no. <laughs> but, but he does sympathize. And I found that. It, but it doesn't really go further than that. Yeah. Uh, in this book, anyway. Uh, right. Uh, and it probably does. And in in more like, like I'm not the, the, the I don't know a ton of Halo lore. And it probably yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these thoughts are echoed later in in future installments and books and whatever. Sure. Um, it just feels like it could have been more of a thing right here and now. Yeah, for the, um, for the time being. For the time be being. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so the battle, the basically, yeah, just like you said, the Covenant 
and uh, and uh, the Marines basically have to kill the Flood until uh, until they're gone, and then they're just going to fight. Then they're right themselves. back at it, and then the Covenant eventually withdraws. Yeah, um, and they the the Marines take one Flood combat form uh, prisoner, basically quote yeah. unquote prisoner. What was clearly what clearly used to be a marine. Yeah, and it was Jenkins, and mm-hmm. Jenkins is the only flood person that we are we actually get some point of view moments from because for whatever reason it didn't fully uh, destroy his mind. So right. we get a lot of uh, struggling. Uh, it's Jenkins and Keys, basically. We get a lot of first person flood struggles. Struggles, yeah. It's it's and, and which is really interesting. It's really, really interesting stuff. It sucks that it's sandwiched between and now Master Chief is gonna keep going, killing Flood. Uh he's gonna he's gonna he finds an elevator and rides it down to the index where he, he kills takes, some more flood. And he's gonna take the index. And uh, they teleport. And they teleport. That's three pages we just summed up. But that that's, was it. That's all that happens in those. That three was all pages. that happens. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 now we get to some good shit. Oh, uh, uh, we get we get a we get a keys moment. Yeah, um, an a internal really short one, by the way. A real short one. Keys is um, having memories stripped away. Yeah. Um, and he's trying it. It the basically the flood is trying to find out where Earth is. Mm-hmm. It's trying to probe his mind for the location of Earth, and he's really um, he's really fighting it. Uh, he's shoving it deep down. Yeah. And the whole deal that, they, that he realizes is that the Flood wants off of Halo, and they're, they're hoping that he's going to be able to show them how to get off of Halo, how to get to Earth. Um, right. You know, they, they, they want out, you know, because obvi- the, the Flood obviously knows that it's being imprisoned on halo yeah and it wants to go out and find another planet with lots of delicious nutrient rich life people and life forms yeah Um, uh and he yeah and he's just he's just shoving his memories you know deep down inside where they can't get at him they can't get at him he's doing the whole village of the damned any and any other movie where they're fighting against psychic he's got he's got the sherlock mind palace uh yeah they you ever see that scene in scanners um (laughs) unless it's the guy's head exploding then no (laughs) it is the guy's head exploding um you've never seen scan well i never saw scanners it's it is um it's a solid uh it's a movie Um, It's it's a thing that happened it's a thing it was a cronenberg um, it's, it looks like Cronenberg. It's got a head exploding in the first five minutes. A uh, really famous head exploding scene. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. Scanners a is basically that thing, didn't they? Uh, what did they use for it? They used it was like a. I want to say it was a shotgun or something like that. Yeah, it was like like uh, literally blowing this thing, blowing like a model of the the head. They t- they, they took an extra and they blew his head off with a. They blew his head off. Yeah, it was a snuff film. That's how they got scanners. The scanners is a snuff film. Um, movies were different back then. Movies were different back then. Um, anyway, yeah, scanners, anyway. same thing. Uh, it's like trying to read your mind or something like that, and the one guy is resisting. And then he resists so hard that his head explodes. <laughs> boy, I, boy, do I know that feeling. My God. Um, 
Fun fact, that guy is uh, the guy whose head explodes looks exactly like my godfather. So that's going to get awkward. I don't know if he's ever seen scanners. That's good. Yeah, it's good for him. Best not to bring it up. Good for good for him. Good Good move. Good move. Godfather. So the chief chief is back in the control room um, with three, four, three guilty spark. And we get a, just a boatload of Cortana sass in this oh, scene. Oh, God, yes. She, she's back and she's pissed. <laughs> she is pissed because the chief has just been helping guilty spark. And Cortana's like, do you even know what he wants to do? Yeah. You're running around with the index. You're going to put it in the thing and you have no clue what it what it is. She is just like she pulls the ultimate and she does this a lot, but this is like the ultimate put upon spouse moment yeah. for her. Like like nineties angry put upon housewife. Yeah. Like my man is a freaking idiot, but yeah. I love him, but I wanna kill him. Exactly. She is a nineties yeah, yeah, she is she's it's the ninety wife from are. a nineties sitcom. A um where she is way too good. Uh, way too attractive for the husband. Right. Uh, way too, basically way too everything, and the husband is just a, a lout. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> she's yeah. This she's is two thousand. Leo Romini, is... and he's Vincent D'Onofrio, and <laughs> <laughs> Vincent. Did, where, Kevin... where is that sitcom? I want to see that one. Well, there was the Leo Romini and Kevin James. Right. Right. But I want to. I want Vincent. D'Onofrio. You want Vincent D'Onofrio specifically playing... playing his character from Full Metal Jacket if he had survived. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Change it. He doesn't kill himself. He spoilers for Full Metal Jacket, but also the movie is like forty years old. So for God's you. sake, <laughs> for God's sake, it's forty years old. <laughs> we can't. We have to be allowed to say certain if you're, things. Sometimes. You're listening to this podcast and haven't seen Full Metal Jacket. What are you doing with your life? Go see Full Metal Jacket. Go see Full Metal Jacket, and that's like the halfway point of the movie. Anyway, yeah, I'm not, it's, not even, it's not even the end. It's not even the end of the movie. No, I want. I want. I want a sitcom. With Vincent D'Onofrio, equal parts, stupid lout, and PTSD-riddled psychopath. Yeah. I, I want to see that. I, I'm going to write that. I'm going to make yeah, that you're going to write that. that. Well, it's basically him as the kingpin. I'm, God, yeah, you're not wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's now headcanon. <laughs> kingpin is just what happens when Gomer Pyle makes it through Nam. Makes it through Nam, yeah. Oh, my. Kevin, you're a fucking genius oh my god it's you embarrass me in front of vanessa uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's done so it's done. yeah so so cortana basically tells master chief that she's like because they've been trying to get the defenses of halo activated and because uh, he's like yeah of course i want halo's defense systems activated he's been helping me do it and cortana's like do you know what they do, they don't kill the flood, they kill their food, which means humans, covenant, anything that is on the on the halo gets eliminated so that the flood will go into hibernation and be contained. So it's not going to blow up the flood. It's going to blow up you, you stupid jackass. Yeah. And and, you know, I assume Master Chief, his feelings are hurt again. Of course, um, <laughs> he's a, but he's a barbarian. So what but does he's. He want? Um, so, uh, at this point though, Cortana has taken the index and like basically the, the data of the index off of the little key and put it into herself. Like she is the index now. She like 
she is needed in order to fire the halo weapon, um, which also has like a range of whatever, whatever it is, 24 million square kilometers. Or like, something. Yeah, it's like forever range. It's, it's a pretty big range. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway. And uh, yeah, so Master Chief like refuses to give, you know, Guilty Sparks like, give me the index, give me the index. Master Chief and Cortana say, get bent. And uh, and then Guilty Sparks is fine and orders the robot sentinels to kill them. So now you got to fight the robots. You got to fight the robots. They're not friends anymore. They're not friends anymore. They're a friendly robot. And that's the end of, of both chapter. Uh, that's the end of both chapter nine and section four. Yeah. Um, and then we jump into section five, which is uh, called the two betrayals. Two and betrayals. I just realized that the um, that the sections are named after like the parts of the game. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, because I was playing the game and there's a, a level called the two betrayals. And I'm like, oh, Thank you. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> same thing. God. So, and it just picks right up where we left off. Uh, Master Chief fighting himself some Sentinel robots. He's got some robots to fight off. Um. And, uh, yeah. Cortana basically tells him they need to destroy Halo out now. That that's basically the only the, way. You got to kill the flood. Kill the flood. You're going to destroy Halo, but we also have to get off of Halo. So we're going to destroy Halo and get off of it. And yeah. that is that is the plan. That is Step- a yeah, super good plan. It, <laughs> it's very simple. Like, it's simple to execute. Yeah. Um, and they have a moment. Up. They have a little moment. We haven't we haven't seen them together in a while and they missed each other. And they have this brief little missed you. Missed you too. Love you. Love you back. Yep. Uh, yeah. She lives in his brain for for most most part so yeah, you know she's got a really kick-ass loft in yeah there. <laughs> rent controlled it's rent controlled yeah. yeah um basically though we get then a few pages upon pages of um so basically the level at this point is is cortana has to um has to get the has told master chief that they have to there's like three power generators that they have to shut down um and that's uh, they have to steal a banshee and they're flying to the three power generators and she's modified master chief's shielding so that he can step in and and it'll create an emp and shut down the generator yeah um he has to he has to disrupt it with the emp and like Normally that would kill him, but the MP is going to neutralize the beam at the same time that he disrupts it. And that's not really a, it's kind of like them explaining away why in the video game you do exactly that thing. And it doesn't really go into it all that much in the game as I remember, right. does it? No, it's just like, I modified your shield so it'll create an EMP when you walk into the thing. Right. So. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We do have a fun moment where he's like, the fuck do you want me to do? And she says, you'll be fine. I'm almost sure of it, which that's that. Oh, oh, that Cortana. Oh, that Cortana. She's she's almost sure of it. She's Um, almost sure of it. But that's the crazy thing is it's bananas. But 
I skipped seven pages just now to describe that because six of them are Master Chief is fighting and there's there's ah. yeah you remember how Master Chief had to fight his way up the pyramid now he's fighting his way down now he's pyramid. fighting his way down the pyramid yeah he, um, he blows up actually, a mortar tank with some rockets he takes a banshee and blows up a bunch of covenant elites yeah it, it's, it's 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 fine it's fine it it if you played the level you know what happens if you didn't play the level um that's the thing that's one of the things and that's why i say the writing goes a little bit off the rails is like not even the combat scenes seem particularly interesting in this because they're not defined by a like they're not defined by the beats of 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 storytelling they just become defined by what happens in literally in the game as you're going through it that's exactly it it'd be one thing to have a great big fight scene uh in the room that he's going to disrupt. And by the way, he's going to have to do this three times. We're going to watch him do this three times. He's going to disrupt disrupt three different beams uh, and shut down this generator. We're going to watch each individual room. First and foremost, consolidate that to one. Just make one. Just make yeah. one that he's got to do. Up. And it's one thing to get into that room and have a bunch of guys who are standing between you and your goal. Master Chief needs to get over there and throw himself in that beam to knock out the generator. That's what he's got to do. But first, in order to do that, he's got to get through this crowd of hunters and elites and grunts. Fine. That's awesome. But we just have we just have fights because that's what happens in the game. Yeah, exactly. It just and and we're running and, and Dietz is running out of ways to make these fights interesting. Yeah, and here's something I'm going to do a deep pull. The first book we ever read was Resident Evil, uh, The Umbrella Conspiracy by mm-hmm. S.D. Perry. First book we read for this show. Um, and and we had fun with the book, and there's some some really campy, cheesy moments in it, which is Absolutely. pretty much on par with the game itself. You know, the game is very campy and cheesy. Absolutely. Um, yeah. which, so it, it kind of works for the book. Um, one of the things she did great was there were times where there was a puzzle in the game that you had to solve and she would like skipped it. She like yeah. there's a moment where she has Jill instead of like solving the puzzle, she just breaks the thing that the thing that is holding the piece that she needs. She just like smashes right. it, grabs it and walks out. And she like, does what every gamer wanted to do. In the she, yeah, she does like she was not confined by the rules of the game when no. you are writing. And I feel like that is a lesson that could have been transferred into this book where you needed to be a little less confined by the systems and structure of the game in order yes. to make it a little bit more of a compelling story. Yes. Um, so it's 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 very it's a it's a pain because, yeah, you're there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing wrong with a good fight scene. This is a this is a book based on an action game first and foremost. Right. And that, so there's nothing wrong with this book being chock full of adventure and an action. That is not what Kevin and I are saying is the problem here. The problem is is that it, they aren't they're kind of meaningless fights. Right. They're not they're not there for any reason other than to match up moment for moment with the game. And right. it gets tedious. Yeah. So that's 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 what we're dealing with here. <laughs> right. 
Um, so yeah, we cut so back he's to, the, have to go from one canyon to another, yeah. to another. And then we cut back to the, to alpha base. Um, yes. and they're basically doing, you know, if, if you've ever seen the thing, um, they're doing the, uh, autopsy scene from they the totally thing. Are. <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. We, we've gotten, we've gotten the lore of the flood. Um, we have got, we've gotten the lore of the flood. Now we're about to get the science of the flood. Yeah, um, they've they've taken a bunch of uh, dead floodites, if you will, and uh, and and they're basic. We basically get a big rundown on yeah. what these things are. Yeah, except we don't have Wilford Brimley um, walking us much through it. to our regret. Much to our regret. Uh, so McKay is basically just kind of walking Silva through what they've found so far. Like they're called the flood. Uh, that's uh, the covenant call them the flood um uh and 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 like they manifest in different ways uh yada 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 um and there's just like a really gross scene where they're they're, they're like dissecting one of the marine flood people uh where it was like a woman and her chest had been like split open oh yeah they get into some the graphic details. they get into some really graphic detail uh regarding like um what it looks like which is i appreciate i yeah. i appreciate it um, it's very visceral and you know i think mckay especially but the mckay and silva scenes in general the marines let's just put it like that that's where we get into a lot of the heart of what's going on here because that's the people right it's just like silva telling them you know this war is going to be fought fought and won by boots on the ground by people and not by some dumbass super soldier yeah. He's wrong, uh, unfortunately, but the, you know, we get, we get the heart of these, of the people, we get people that we can really sympathize with and, and feel for, uh, when we come back to these moments with McKay and Silva. And I think looking into, looking with a magnifying glass at the people that are affected by the flood is a fantastic way of making us, you know, realize the real horror of it, because at first you're like, "Ooh, gross," you know. But now you're actually really looking at it up close and personal, and seeing what these things are doing to these people. Uh, and it and it's it's awful. It's horrible. It's, it's it's pretty terrific body horror. It is terrific body horror. Um, so <laughs> after that, we get a nice. Our favorite character comes back. Here we go. Yeah, yep lives. Yeah, yep lives. Yeah, yep lives. Um, yeah, yep is back, and uh, he, Zuka. Danny Zuko is going along with a plan that Yaya yep. has come up with. Basically, they're just going to pretend that Zuka is somebody else. <laughs> right. And get aboard the Pillar of Autumn. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole Because Zuka didn't want to go back because he's failed. Yeah. Yaya doesn't want to go back because he, because he doesn't want to die. Right. So, yeah, they're going to find a dead commando and assume his... Identity theft. Yeah, yeah. plan is identity theft, and you know what? Yeah, that's I can, exactly what it is. Be prouder. <laughs> Look, we're gonna get his social. We're gonna we're gonna get his passwords, his driver's license, everything. And um, they're gonna yeah, I'm gonna plan to be that guy, and it's gonna keep him alive for a little while. Yeah. that's the that's the gist. That's their plan. <laughs> that's the gist of their plan, and I love it. I love it. Um. Then we get a, a, a moment with uh, Jenkins and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jenkins and McKay. Basically, Jenkins is trying to communicate with McKay 
Yeah, because remember, um, Jenkins is like half flood monster at this point. Right. Half flood monster, half like, uh, you know, um, half, well, let's say a quarter human still. He's got some, right. he, he's still in there. He basically has no control over his body is, is right. kind of where it is. And he's been trying to kill himself. Um, at one point, the flood um, takes his arm and breaks it off into so that the bone is protruding and yeah, then tries to stab McKay with it. Well, yeah, because McKay like sees that there's still a Marine in there, basically. And right. she goes to give him some water. And yeah, he like jumps or breaks his arm. Yeah. And, and it's just it just he's a monster at this point. It's uh, it's just the, the worst in terms of um, the Cronenbergian like oh, yeah. monster body horror stuff uh, in this sequence. Um, uh, but basically, uh, he successfully communicates that there is some below the base. They need yep. to look below the base. Um, and uh, that's where they go. They got to. And, fi- and it's really it's kind of hilarious in a horribly sad way. Because, yeah, he's been struggling with the monster inside of him and he's finally able to communicate. There's more flood below us, beneath us. And they go and they're really calm about it. First and foremost, they're like, like, good job, Marine. We, we're going to we're going to check this out. Then we're going to come back and help you out a little more. And I bet we can help you even more than this. And like his internal monologue is basically him sulking and being like, Kill me. I just want to die. Kill no one me. cares what I want, though. <laughs> It's like Jenkins, this suicidal, sulky teenager over here. He's like, I, no, do you do you care? No, no one cares about Jenkins. Jenkins yeah. just craves death. Um, <laughs> Jenkins just craves death. <laughs> Never forget, Jenkins just craves death. That's like a. That's like a. Uh, uh, <laughs> It's like it's like a suicide pod or something right. like that. Jenkins brands brand suicide pods. <laughs> Jenkins just craves death. Is the color is the king in yellow feasting upon your mental stability? <laughs> well, just like you, Jenkins just craves death. Check out the suicide beer pod near you. <laughs> you won't feel anything. Jenkins craves death. <laughs> So we get Master Chief doing his boring bullshit. Yeah, he's getting the, the, the most interesting thing that happens to Master Chief for a while here is when he like finds a bunch of dead Marines and he like starts ammoing up from them. He's just like, oh, good, good old fashioned human guns, not <laughs> not any of this gross gay alien gun stuff. I got some good old humanity. I got bullets some good, good old fashioned bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Slug throwers like an American ought to have like an American. He's not even American, but he is. He is very Amer- like his, he's coded American. He is coded American. <laughs> Let me tell you, John is Johnny boy here is definitely uh, American uh, red, white and blue. He's American adjacent. American adjacent. So, yeah. And he's still, he's still, yeah, here we go. He's, he's, he's stepping into another beam, neutralizing that fighting more flood. Stepping through. He's got, he's got valleys and to, to get through, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. He's killing things. I just don't. 
<laughs> when I was reading through these pages, I was just like, this is there's a lot something. of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. No, but that's it. That's it. He goes through another valley. He, he, <laughs> here's what he's doing. Here's what he's doing. Reader, listener, here's what he's doing. He's hopping on his banshee. He goes through a valley. He goes into another tunnel, goes down the tunnel, kills some flood, jumps into a beam, disrupts the beam, hops on his banshee down into the valley. Thank God he only has to do this three times. But uh, yeah, so they they start to realize that they need uh, keys in order to set off the core detonation. Yeah. That not even Cortana can do that because the captain of the ship is the only person who could. So they need to rescue keys again. So keys is the next step, really. And then (laughs) finally we go. So they realize that they take. uh, Were you listening before? I hope you were. Because here's what happens next. They get on a banshee, they go into a canyon, then they go into another area with a tunnel, and there's a new beam area, and they fight more flood. Were you paying attention? Here's another recap. They hop on the banshee, they go into a canyon, down a tunnel where they disrupt a beam, and fight more flood. Are you with me? Okay, let's do it one more time. He hops on a banshee, goes into the valley, down into a tunnel, disrupts a beam, kills more flood. Three times I said that. Three times he did it. Boy, howdy, this is a great book. (laughs) Now let's go rescue Keys, which we already did in the beginning of the book. Right. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let's follow a triple beat up with a double beat. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, all right. It's followed by... Of a an explanation, I actually got mad uh, <laughs> reading this next part. I wasn't mad reading the three valleys, three tunnels, three beams. Yeah, you know, river, you know, mountain wide, river deep, whatever the fuck we're doing here. Down was, in the valley was, to pray. Right, right. I was <laughs> so he he the covenant. Uh, he catches some covenant and some blood fighting it out, all that shit. So he's he's found a bunch of weapons, and he has to decide what weapons to go with. This is this is actually a, a total reflection of the game. This is gonna happen to you a lot, Malo. And he has and he going through and he's like, he's like, hmm, do I get the shotgun or do I want a rocket launcher? But the thing is, as they point out, it would be to have more than two guns would be too unwieldy and definitely too heavy. So that's why you can't have more than two guns. That's right, because you're a super soldier in an automatic robot suit of armor who can't carry more than two guns. Guys, I'm a 300 pound sedentary wine drinker. I can carry three guns. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know if we needed, that's another moment where it's like, I don't think we needed an explanation because the one you offered to me is kind of insulting. <laughs> You think I'm stupid? Like, <laughs> yeah, I wish they had just skipped that. <laughs> I, I think they should have. I think it would have made more sense. So, yeah. <sighs> so he, he ends up with a sniper rifle. And he's kind of like, he sees he's, he wants to get to this banshee uh, so he can go to another valley, to another tunnel. To, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's, it, it, and so he's, he, but he finds a sniper and he just kind of snipes a bunch of covenant and flood uh, to basically give himself a pathway. And this is actually hilarious though. While he's doing this, while he's sniping covenant and flood, they point out the narrator points out that it's real easy to get tunnel vision when you're looking through a scope for too long. 
And that's what happened to good old Master Chief. And so he's he's snuck up on by a flood warrior. What are they called again? Like weapon the combat flood? forms. Combat yeah, forms. combat forms. So he's snuck up upon by one of them. And I thought to myself, I went, that sounds like this actually happened to the guy while he was playing the game. <laughs> Because I know that's happened to me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It happened to me, I think, in this exact spot. Like, right, I was looking right. through uh, the scope of the rocket launcher or something like that. And, <laughs> and you're just, and, yeah. And you just don't, and you don't, you've got blinders on. Right. So, you know, I, I, I found that actually. So I was followed by two of the most insulting and remarkably mind numbing moments of this book with a moment that actually genuinely made me laugh my ass <laughs> off. So there's that, at very least. There's that. But, but then. We do it again. It's just the con- then. So he goes off and he's run. He's run up to fight a bunch of bad guys. And he goes, hmm, I need a rocket launcher to do this. There was a rocket launcher back that way. And he makes the point of writing that he had to run another half hour back and to, to get a rocket launcher. Like, just have him pick up the rocket launcher. <laughs> just <laughs> why did we have? Why did he have to? He's just like, I don't know. I'm going to have more than two guns. And so later I have to, we're going to have a completely pointless moment where he goes, hmm, a rocket launcher would be very useful here. So he runs, 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 run back to the cache. What the fuck, guys? Like, What are we doing? I don't, this, it feels like, it feels like they gave this book to Microsoft or to Bungie or 343 or whoever. And they were like, oh, we really ought to make a point of doing it. And they gave it to an intern to add like two sentences to like, it just, it just completely. Yeah. It's just so dumb. It's so dumb. Irresponsibly dumb. It's irresponsibly dumb. So there's no point, but he goes and grabs a rocket launcher and runs all the way back. They make a point of saying it took him a, ha- a whole half hour. To do this, I wonder how many Marines died in that. How half many hour. Marines died in that who, half who, how hour? How many? How many? How many was was that worth to you? And he and he uses the rocket launcher to kill a hunter. Uh, they broke. They break their rule on hunters coming twos here because I only catch him killing one. Yeah. Uh, and then he finally gets to the last beam that he's got to throw his body into to disrupt it, and something goes wrong, and it doesn't work, and the beam tears him to shreds. Oh, wait, no, that didn't happen. That, that would be really happen. interesting and a twist. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's just, it's it, just he, a successful action. There is no, it's just, he's just succeeding success after success. There's no, just, yeah, there's no draw of fail, failure. No uh, failure state no expe- for Master Chief. There is no expectation gap in none. <laughs> none. Protagonist took this action. They <laughs> expected this result. This was the actual result. This is what's called an expectation gap. It yeah. creates conflict for the protagonists and continues the story forward. Pretty much. No, it's we just, just have takes action, gets the result he wants, moves this, on. This, this whole chapter is ba- <laughs> for those of you who play D&D or Pathfinder or anything like that. This whole chapter is basically uh, Master Chief taking 10. He yeah. just, it's like, OK, all I have to do is take 10. All right. No, no rolls required. No spooky suspense. Nothing yeah. that'll cause that blood pressure to jack up. Uh, no, just just beams and disruption. Um, so we find out he he kills a bunch of sentinels uh, that come his way. And Cortana lets him know that she's found a teleporter. 
in 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 the most Deus Ex Machina moment of a, a chapter filled with Deus Ex Machina. Yep. Uh, and they've got they find Key's signal. He has a signal transponder, and she can trans trans uh, teleport transport teleport him to the vicinity to go and save Keys. Yep. And, and and we do get a moment where Master Chief is like, "Why couldn't you have just teleported me to all these like, other places?" Uh, reasons. Reasons. Science. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, it would have been a lot of energy. A lot of energy Big might have messed up your shields." Woo! Would have had to eat an extra burrito to get yeah. calories that yeah, I need you- for that to happen. And you know me, I get all gassy in your. In your mind palace. And yeah, farting no up, farting that. up the mind palace. You don't want Cortana <laughs> doing that. Farting if up. We named our episodes anything other than no, we the, haven't the, the part. Then this would be farting up the mind palace. I, I should just start pulling names and, and throwing them in as the as the episode titles. And that's chapter ten. That's chapter ten. We got two chapters left. Two chapters left. Um, spoiler alert: the Mass Chief parts don't get any better. Uh, <laughs> Good news. Good, Good news. news. I know you were worried. I know you were worried. We we're going to shift things and make it like interesting uh, and just no, no. Let me tell you, the flood, uh, Halo the Flood, it started out pretty high, not pretty high, but it was relatively it was high. Promising. It, it was, was promising. promising. I couldn't rank it yet, but that promise has really, really faded fast. Yeah. This is like, it's like watching someone in a race. And they, they, they start out kind of leading the way and you're like, okay, all right. You know, you're, you're almost there. And at about 75% way through the race, like they're, they're not like number one, but they're yeah. in the top three. They're doing, they're doing okay. And in this, when the 75% mark of the race hits, they like fall off the side of a cliff and explode on the way down. <laughs> And there wasn't a cliff there before, so none of us know how the fuck this happened. Well, see, what happened is Wiley Coyote painted a cliff. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's. I don't, I don't know how this. I don't know how this happened. Oh it's, god, it's, it's so weird. I just, we have, we have read a lot of quality levels of yeah. work, and and this is, but this is the first time that like. This is the most um, whiplash I've yeah. ever received. Within and it just one book. feels like the end is in sight and we're getting a little rushed. Yeah, because um, we with with Far for with Far Cry Absolution, for example, we had um, the quality of the writing never changed, but the story got a little loosey goosey towards the sure. end. Um, yeah. the, just the the literal plot was like, yeah. Um, but the execution of that plot was still good. Pretty solid. Yeah. This um, it's like not only did the execution. Uh, not only did the plot get a little stagnant, but the execution of that uh, also started to fall apart. Just the literal yeah. writing, the literal writing, the prose being used to describe these segments is worse in these later Master Chief scenes than they were earlier. Like, it becomes these simplistic statements that make, that 
and it's funny you said the worlds of power mega man 2 i started thinking about that when yeah. i was reading some of these yeah oh it's it's fascinating it's yeah. genuinely fascinating because i i i think this I, he's a good author yeah like there's some there's such good writing in here and it raises the same question that we've run into time and time again with this stuff because obviously these are based on most of our most of the books we've read are authorized novelizations right um so how much input did a third party have and is the third party responsible for how uh for the weakening and the dilution of some of these moments yeah did did our author have to do all three moments or you know instead of like consolidating it's like i know this happens in the game but is there something in the contract that's like you cannot deviate from the game from what happens in the game you can add yeah. shit like your your hell raiders and all that stuff like you can add that stuff but you can't deviate no he went through three disruptor beams he went and we're going to talk about all of them we're going to do all goddamn three of them yeah um yeah it's that so yeah i am very curious as to how much input uh bungie or microsoft ha had in agree, this yeah. in, in this instance and ha that's the other thing and i want to i might want to write up a longer piece on on just adaptation as we keep going through these things yeah. um there is a lot to be there's said a lot to be said with that yeah. with with adaptation um so Anyway, I think that'll probably do it for tonight's episode. I I I, I need to have, I need to have a nice lay down. Yeah, yeah. Take a take a beverage and lay down on the couch. <laughs> lay down, like pass my feet. Like, you scratch my back. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe watch a musical. You guys still watching musicals? We uh we watched or, uh, uh, we watched uh, Noises Off tonight. Oh okay. So it's adaptation of theater. So adaptation of theater. Not, that's right. Not we, musicals. We tend to watch musicals, but that one. I think that might be the first straight play that was a comedy we watched. That mm. was nice. 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 So yeah, no. It's 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 been a way easier challenge than let's say Christmas movies. Christmas for movies. Two months. Terrible Christmas movies for two months. That was just it's when you <laughs> you know, it's it's just too easy to say terrible it's 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 redundant to yeah. say terrible Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Because they tend to be terrible. You have to call out when they're good. Good Christmas right, movies. Right. Versus. It's unusual when they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that'll do it for tonight's episode. If you want to help us out, please follow us on our Twitter at Pixelit Pod. Also on Instagram, where we occasionally post stuff. Uh, <laughs> same same username. Um, uh, give us five stars. Rate us five stars on both iTunes and Spotify. They both have five star ratings. And if you feel feel up to it if you got the moxie for it write up a little review on your iTunes five star rating because why not you know exercise exercise that writing muscle a little bit um come and, find us on twitch too we've been yeah doing come that. find us on twitch um and we'll be on there occasionally streaming games we're going to be doing what won the poll uh monkey island oh monkey island yeah come yeah we'll just do some classic point and click yeah we're gonna movies. do some classic point and clicks because that's about our speed at at 40 years old that's just who we are now. That's who we are now. It's just who we are. We talk about we we read books about the really actiony things, and we complain when they've got too much of 
that punch and kick and <laughs> too much shooting. of that action. Ugh. Oh, it just makes me tired me, just to think about it. Gives me the heart. I need to. I need to drink some Pepto before ooh, I read ooh. some some spicy action scenes. Cortana <laughs> gives Cortana gives me agita. A woman shouldn't talk to a man like that. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, um, if so, uh, and if you really want to help us out, tell your friends, tell your family about us. Please, uh, this is this is this is how people find us. Podcast it has been yeah consistently word of mouth, and we love each and every one of you for it. Yep. Um, uh, so that'll do it. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>